Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Troy McKay from the film Road to the Open. You're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is pushing past your limits. I remember when I first felt the call to leave my job at a local church and go full-time with my nonprofit Best Life Ministries. Best Life is a motivational and inspirational ministry that takes conferences to the local church, publishes an encouraging magazine, provides blogs with helpful tips, and delivers this radio show and podcast that you're listening to. I remember thinking, I can't do this. I don't know how. I might have a few of the gifts and talents to push forward, but everything that I need is past what I know and what I embrace as my giftedness. It was during those times of challenges and struggles of fear and trepidation that I looked to God for answers. I questioned if I had these desires to move ahead, how could I possibly push past the limits? In society, we often talk about pushing past a glass ceiling, one where we can see that there is more to life, but we can't reach it without pushing past the limits. I began to practice what my father taught me, what I learned from my family. Dad, Uncle Donald, Aunt Joanne, my brother and my sister, all college professors and teachers. What you don't know isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to learn about and discover. I accepted the challenge, ran to the library, and checked out book after book about growing a nonprofit, and then I set up appointments with people who owned, operated, and succeeded in business. I listened. I learned. I put into practice what was working for others, and I challenged myself to stretch, grow, and become a better version of myself. Where are you at today in this process? Is God calling you to do something that you've never done before? Somewhere deep inside, you know it. You know you have some elements of gifts and talents that he's going to work with, and he'll present some new elements that will challenge you to become your best, to push past your limits. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be looking at what makes us push past our limits and how we can do it simply by interviewing a fabulous actor named Troy McKay. You see, my cousin Troy starred in this movie called Road to the Open, And as I watched it, the movie completely represented the fears, issues, and challenges that we experience when we get out from behind our comfort zone and are encouraged to push past our limits. In this touching movie, Troy, the leading character, Jerry McDonald, is a widow with a young daughter. He's working day in and day out, but has talents that he hasn't even begun to tap into. His best friend signs them up for a tennis tournament, and the story begins to unfold. What a great example this movie is in regards to discovering what it means to push past your limits. Not only did my cousin portray this through the main character, but as you listen to my interview with Troy, by acting in this movie and working on developing it and producing it, he personally pressed past his own boundaries and limits. Today on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, I want to introduce you to an incredible actor and producer and star of the recent movie, Road to the Open, Troy McKay. Troy, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I am so excited because I saw your movie and thought, oh my goodness, I cannot believe 
how great Troy is in this role. I mean, I was just like, I knew you were good, but wow. Okay, so Troy, let's talk about this. You are the main character in a funny and touching movie called Road to the Open. When did you first become interested in producing, directing, acting, the whole movie thing? Well, uh, you know, the acting thing probably from when I was very, very young. Um, I, I was on stage a lot just doing, um, you know, whatever. If it was a a, a school uh, comedy night or something like that. And, but it's, it's really thinking about making it a career a choice. I didn't really think about that until college and um, put it on the back burner, uh, ended up getting a degree in communication and then, uh, decided to go to Hollywood and, and figure out what, what that had to uh, offer and just kind of found myself in some different types of uh, situations and roles and, and made uh, a strange roundabout path to producing and um, met a lot of uh, fantastic people on the way. And that's kind of the people that, that worked on this particular film were some of the first people that I met in Los Angeles. And that was probably about 14 years in the making um, the idea came from the writer-director, Cole Klassen, who's one of my really good friends, and kind of approached me with this idea and said, I need an actor, and I wrote this, or wrote this for you, and then I also need a producer, so will you produce it? Oh, I love and, it. And uh, that's kind of how it, it worked out, in a nutshell. It's a longer story than that, but, uh, but that's kind of how it went down. That's so great. So this was your friend? Yeah. Yep. The, the writer-director is a, a good friend of mine. Okay. And how long did you take, how long did it take for you guys to film the show, and where was the location? Sure. Well, the length of it was, this was very, very independent. Um, we started shooting on weekends and um, because we had absolutely zero budget. We had a full script, and we decided we'd shoot 30 pages and see if it was any good. And see, you know, we would cut it together and see if anyone was interested in the story and the characters. We did the first 30 pages, and we got some good response. And then there were some other notes that we got, and we, we re-cast uh, and re-shot some, some of the scenes and ended up shooting the next 60 pages. And by the time we got 60 pages into it, we started getting more um, investment uh, people interested. And then we, we were able to secure some money to finish it and finish it properly so we could get it into uh, some festivals and and sold. Um, so it, it was really, we were doing it on weekends. Um, we probably shot for about two years um, on weekends only. And from concept to the day it was in a movie theater was probably close to three years wow. total. Wow. I cannot, so I cannot it was a long haul. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Troy, so fun and hard to believe because the sets that you guys have are so incredible and believable and yet very simple because a lot of it's outdoors and fun. But I loved the fact that, you know, there you guys were. I mean, your mind just goes right into your apartment. It, it's so great. So, listeners, I want to let you know that um, as a director of creative arts for 25 years, I did music and art for Churchland. I started out my nonprofit recently and wrote and directed so many dramas in my past for stage. And so out of all of my drama teams, three of the young kids that were on my stage grew up 
to work in an acting career. Uh, two of them as newscasters. One of them went on to produce and do a little work in Hollywood. And that's so fun for me. But I, I love the fact that Troy not only is this great actor, but he's also my cousin. How fun is that part? So what I want to ask you, Troy, is for listeners who've always dreamed of becoming like you are, an actor, producing, working in movies and theater, what's um, a, a really great tip that you would say to them for the average Joe Schmo, you know, to be able to break in like you have? Sure. Um, you know, I, there's a couple things. In One is just being open to learning from, from any experience. It, it, someone offers you, hey, do you want to come down to set to see this? And, and you have in your head that you want to be a director, and they want you to work as uh, you know, a sound operator or boom operator. All of this, this information, just being around it, you never know what opportunity is going to present itself. And being open to learning all that stuff, it all is connected, and it all will eventually make sense the more experience you have. So I mm-hmm. think having an open mindset while approaching something, yeah, it's great to have that final goal of where you would like to see yourself. But I would, it, what happened with me is I had no idea what I was getting into, and I think it actually helped me because if someone asked me to do something, I was like, sure, I'll go do it. And I didn't turn down any work because... It was also fascinating to me, and it kind of made me a generalist, and it gives me a good base of producing because I understand a lot of the the different nuances of different departments and and what it's going to take for time and cost. The other thing is, I I think, is um, also just going and doing it. Um, Don't be afraid to fail, and don't don't let someone tell you you can't do something. Um, You know, that's probably the thing that kept me... From starting, I kind of started in the industry later in life because I just didn't think it was a a true possibility to actually go and make a living doing this because it just seemed kind of like a fun job that, you know, certain people got to do. Well, I just got in my car and I moved there and uh, was in the right place at the right time. And I was open to these opportunities that presented themselves. So I love that. Just going and doing it and having an open mind. Exactly. And and I like the idea that you're you know, advising people that even though you've got that main goal, don't block out the stops along the way that can help you to learn and become better, you know, and well-rounded. I think that's so important. And I'd say as an actor, knowing the technical side of things, especially when you're acting on camera or um, what have you, and it's not on the, the stage, it's a totally different ballgame. So understanding what's happening around you and helping those people, those crew members, make you look good and make you sound good and make the editor have the right footage for you to make your performance actually work. Those are all things that, as an actor, if you're just focused on the script and how you're going to uh, emotionally perform, um, those technical things really, really help. And if, if you've never been on a set, just watching all the stuff happening around you makes you comfortable and makes you also technically be able to perform for the, the people on the set that are going to make you look good. So oh, that I think like, that's really yeah. important. Sounds like great advice. So in your movie, Troy, Roy, Road to the Open, your character, Jerry McDonald, is pushed past what he thinks he can do to face what he might be able to do. Name a time for our listeners where you've had to do this in real life. You know, in, in the nice part about being able to play the, the, the role of Jerry was... 
I, I had a daughter in the film, and um, understanding, you know, that's the focus of, of Jerry's life, I could relate to that because um, of having a son myself, I, I, I could make some parallels and be able to, to really do some substitution there and whatnot for, for the role. But, you know, I still remember the day coming home from the hospital with our son and just, you know, not being like, okay, they just give you a blanket and a baby. (laughs) Then you're supposed to work, figure it out. That's right. It all works out. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you just have to uh, be able to have confidence that you're going to figure this thing out. And it's one of the scariest, but most rewarding types of uh, things I've ever been involved with his, his fatherhood. So, and you know what's so neat, Troy, is that you were such an incredibly gentle and tender and believable daddy on the movie. I was, I was just like amazed. I thought that's so great. So, without giving away the storyline completely, because we really want our listeners to order their own copy and and own it. What are two highlights of this movie that would encourage listeners? Well, you know, uh, probably the whole concept of the film is is one of the biggest highlights because when we we were conceiving how we were going to put this thing together, we felt like in the market there wasn't this... It was void of these family movies that they kind of used to make Mm -hmm. but had had a lot of heart. And you could sit down with, you know, an 8-year-old to, you know, up to 15 or whatever and sit and actually watch the film and everyone be engaged with it. And we were we were striving to make a film that had that, and we we I guess it's kind of a general uh, statement here, but I, I just I think the the film has a lot of heart, and that's probably one of the uh, the magical parts of it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of films that just miss that part, and that's where we really focused on trying to create characters that people would care about and people could identify with. Sure. And nothing nothing's blowing up on screen. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. So, you know, very character-driven, but um, but trying to um, uh, make something that, that the, the family can enjoy together. And your movie begins with a lovely scripture, and then it again ends with a scripture. And I purchased this movie from CBD, Christian Book Distributors. Um, did you guys mean for it to be this feel-good movie with a little Christian undertone there, a little encouragement from scripture? Or how did that part come about? Yeah, that that was um, you know again we were, we were trying to kind of break the mold of, of some of the films that, that are being produced, and we felt that this was our lane, uh, so to speak. You know, we were we wanted to stay uh, within that lane and stay true to what the meaning of the film was about, mm-hmm. and because there's a lot of little nuances that are happening in there, yep, but we didn't were, want to yeah. spoon feed the audience because we we do believe the audience can figure these things exactly. out exactly. Yes, and um, and. But we, we also did want to make sure that we the, the film um, had some backbone and had uh, uh, some through through thought that uh, was based in in um, some Christian faith was was put into the actual the film itself. Mm. And it's also categorized as like a comedy drama. And the thing that I thought was so fun, Troy, is that you were so great at portraying. Um, the character of Jerry with being a great dad and a fun friend, but you, you were funny. I mean, you just had kind of a dry, silly sense of humor. And I'm sure part of that's the writer. And then part of it is you're creating that character. Part of it obviously is your friend who, you know, knows you well, but I want to know where you got the crazy dry humor from. Is that uncle Donald or where, <laughs> where did it come yeah, from? It's, 
it's probably pulling from 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 uh, yeah, uh, Uncle Donald, my father. Uh, um, <laughs> it, the the great part about that role was, you know, my friend since he he was writing, I didn't realize he was writing it for me when he was talking about it. But um, you know, he came down. And he's like, "No, this, this. I want to write this role for you." And oh, he wrote neat. a role for me that I would never get cast in because um, I'm not. I my acting career in Los Angeles. I was, you know, the lovable loser, the or you know, the, the office guy, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of commercial work and whatnot. So I had these definite roles, and they were all secondary roles. And um, I was never going to be leading man. And he's like, no, you need to be leading man. Because <laughs> he, he had seen me doing more serious stuff on the stage, and he's just like, no, we need to get this out there. And, and But it had to be quirky enough to, to make it believable. Mm-hmm. And and usually my role would have been, um, my, my best buddy in the film, would have been a little bit more um, out there and aggressively uh, humorous. But I this was a great uh, chance for me to do a lot of stuff understated. And and yeah, I think the the understated dry humor was definitely something I could I've seen in my own life, and I was able to uh, draw upon from my my father and how he reacts to situations. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So, listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and we're interviewing actor Troy McKay about his project, his movie that was out, and it's called The Road to the Open, and it's a fabulous, incredible movie. What was it like, Troy, to work with such well-known and great actors as Judd Nelson and John Schneider? Um, it was great. You know, Judd was uh, was fantastic. So, I mean, all of, all of the actors were great. But the one thing, you know, Judd is such an icon for my generation growing up, you know, seeing all of the movies that he was in in the 80s. And then when I remember getting the first phone call from him, um, I was with Cole, the, the writer-director, in and we received this phone call from his manager, and then they patched him in. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, his voice comes on, on on the phone, and it's just like, it's so, you just, you know his voice because we grew sure. up with it. Sure. And, and we're like, this of, is Judd Nelson that we're talking exactly, to. Exactly, kind of surreal, and he's I asking imagine. us really informed questions about the script. Oh, God. And we're just like, which was awesome because we're like, he read the script, mm. you know, something that we wrote. He's actually reading, and... That was just, you know, we both were pretty excited about that conversation. And he came in, was a pro, and did some stuff that was ad-libbing and other things that those group sessions, all the actors brought their own Mm. kind of character to Mm -hmm. it. And it was that was probably some of the most fun shooting days. And I didn't get to be on, on screen. I was just behind the camera just, like, holding laughter because it was it was a really fun day it was fun and what about john schneider uh, he was another icon you know i have uh i've got a, a tv tray from dukes of hazard oh, that's yes. actually nailed on my wall <laughs> fun. um you know so and, and this was about the third time i actually was able to work with him i worked with him on some sitcoms and on a tv show that he used to direct and I, again you know he was so professional um you know coming in that was the big thing because we're such a a small mom and pop uh, kind of shop. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have a huge budget. So tell our listeners about some of the other projects that you've been a part of, just some of the fun things. And, you know, people might not know because you said they were voiceover worker things, but, and then tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Sure. Um, well, some of the past work, uh, I did a lot of commercial work. I did um, probably over 30 different national commercials for any types of products from AT&T to 
I, I did a, a bunch of the uh, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC, whether it was Justin Long and John Hodgman. Um, I did a few of those where I was a broken down PC and um, I did uh, uh, IBM commercials, a whole bunch of uh, national uh, product. But currently what I'm doing is I, I, I've kind of made a transition out of industry into higher ed. So I actually teach film and video production classes um, at Hawkeye Community College in Waterloo, Iowa right wow, now. Wow, that is so neat. Tell the listeners what your mom and dad did for a gazillion years. <laughs> they were both uh, educational professionals. Uh my father was a university professor, and uh, my mom was a high school teacher for years and then became a university professor and and was a, a dean of education for for the, the end of her career. So uh, both retired now, but uh, they've been a good resource for myself to have questions about how does this college education stuff work? So Oh, I love it. You know, so, what's, what's so funny, Tori, is that when she was in St. Cloud State, I went in because my daughter, of course, was attending there, and I just wanted to see my aunt. So I just went in and said, hey, can I see, you know, Dr. McKay? And she said, oh, I'm sorry. She's too busy to visit with anybody right now. And I thought, oh, man. And so I had to, Troy. I pulled out the card. Okay, well, it's my aunt, so get get me through the door, you know? <laughs> How fun yeah. is how fun is that? So, listeners, the side note, of course, that's fun for me is that I'm so proud of my cousin for what he's been doing, and just this incredible movie. You're going to want to purchase it, but just fun, Troy. Let's do this really fast, so don't think too hard. Tell me your favorite personality trait of the following people. You ready? Number one. Okay. And here we go. Aunt Joanne, favorite favorite personality trait. Uh, her smile. Is that a personality trait? Well, yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay, She's got okay, a great smile. Okay. okay, Uncle Donald. Um, his sense of humor. Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger. Um, oh goodness. You see, now everyone's going to think our family's just hilarious <laughs> because I thought Roger was hilarious for probably the reasons where people may have been like, "I'm scared of him." Is exactly. he serious? It's yes. like, no, yes. he's joking. It's yeah. like that's his his humor. It was his um, humor. Yep. He's just outlandish, and I loved it. The thing that I love about Aunt Joanne is that she is so smart, and she always knows people, and she's a good connector. You know, she just connects people. But yep. I, I love yep. it that she's she's just brainy. She's smart and, and fun. And then, of course, your brother, Mark, what can we say? He's just a nice, nice guy. And, of course, I always say to my dad, how come the smarts are all on that side of the family? What's up with that? You know, I got the music, and that's it. So there we go. Well, <laughs> Troy, tell us where we can get this fabulous movie, Road to the Open. Where can people find sure. it? Well, um, you know, up until about a year ago, they still might have it at Walmart. I know that it was available for purchase at Walmart. Um, Amazon Prime, um, it's, uh, it, there was, uh, it was on DirecTV, um, and you sh- but you should be able to find it on Amazon. Listeners, and I think it was like nine ninety nine, and it was just like quickly at my house and I was sitting down with popcorn and watching it. So yes. And yeah, the, and you can get the digital download from prime as well. Perfect. So there's places that you could, you could purchase it now and have it, uh, to watch this evening. So, okay, great. Um, so it's out there. Good. Well, thank you so much, Troy McKay for being on the show today. And I'm so excited about this movie because it really was very fun and funny and touching It really was a good family movie. So listeners, you're going to want to pick up a copy or download it today. Thanks, Troy, for being on the show.
Well, thank you for having me. It was great uh, catching up with you. Listeners, it's the start of a brand new year, and whenever we approach a new year, we think about things that we want to change in our lives. And so here's an incredible spot from our friend, Best Life staffer, Kristen Johnson, as she shares some parenting tips with you about pushing past your limits and changing, making things better. Hi, this is Kristen Johnson with Positive Parenting, and I have a word for the new year. I've been challenged by one of my MOPS mentor moms to choose a verse and a word for the year. You know, just a verse and a word to focus on to set the tone throughout the year. I know lots of people do this, but I have never really gotten serious about it. This idea has been like a typical New Year's resolution for me in the past. I remember it for a week or two, but it fails to stick. This year, I'm going to get serious about it. Radio shows keep you accountable, right? The verses I feel led to choose are verses that I have been marinating in for the past few months, actually. Through the wonderful experience of Bible Study Fellowship, I was introduced to these verses in a new way. Really, I don't think I had ever noticed them before. But a friend and fellow mom from my discussion group shared them with us, and I knew they were for me. So without further ado, here are my verses for the year. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. 1 Peter 5, verses 2 through 4. Now, if that isn't a word of encouragement and conviction all rolled into one, I don't know what is. And it speaks to me so perfectly in my current stage of life. I have been given a flock. It includes my husband and my three kids. I am blessed and I know it. And I am to take care of them willingly. I shouldn't expect anything in return. I should just do it because those people are who God gave to me. So taking care of them is serving him. And even if you don't have a husband or kids, you have a flock too. Who are you in charge of on this earth? I'm kind of giggling right now at the part that says, don't lord it over the people assigned to your care. Have you ever said, because I'm the mom or because I said so? And I know there's a time and a place, but that verse is a good check for me. And here's some conviction. Lead by your own good example. I'm still working on that part. And here's some encouragement. When Jesus returns, it says, I will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Awesome. So as my mops mentor mom suggested, I'm going to write this down and post it in several locations in my house. I'm not going to let these thoughts slip away this year. And out of those words, And from some thoughts on life in general, I have decided on a word for the year as well. I'm actually copying one of my friend's words, and I'm not sure all of her meaning behind it, but it totally fits for me too. It's just a good one for moms. That word is content. I struggle to be content on many levels. I look at my life now, and instead of enjoying it one day at a time, I think, I wonder what's next. What will I do when my kids are all in school? 
I also try to take on too much because I like doing things and I may have done them in the past, but let's face it, right now I have to be okay with making my family the priority and cutting out things that don't work for us. I'm also a list maker and whether it's on paper or in my head, I like to cross one thing off and move to the next. And while it's a good way to get things done, it's not always a good way to live. We no sooner finish one house project and I'm ready to begin the next, for example. A lot of times, I do not allow myself time to enjoy things as they are and rest. And it's confession time. I like to shop. This year, it is my goal to really evaluate my purchases before I purchase them. I want to buy less stuff. I'm already overwhelmed with stuff. So I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul. My prayer for this year is to learn, like he did, how to be content with whatever I have. He had a secret. He knew to draw from Christ's power for strength at all times and in all situations. In Philippians 4.13, he said, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So moms, wives, whomever, I would also encourage you to find a scripture and or a word to cling to for this year. Let God direct you to it. Then let him use it in your life this year. I'm really excited to do this, and I can't wait to see how God will use it in my life throughout this year. This was Kristen Johnson with Positive Parenting. It's time to push past any limits you have, to break down any barriers that you have, and work at getting to the goal. Scripture says in Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Be encouraged today and keep trying. You can do it. Let me pray with you right now. Dear Jesus, sometimes we hold ourselves back from something great because of our fear of failure. Sometimes it's our fear of inadequacy. Help us to put our trust in you, to seek your will, and to keep trying. Help us to think about what it is, the gifts that we have inside that we want to use, but we're afraid. Maybe people will reject us. Maybe we won't have financial support. Maybe we just think we can't do it. Help us to move forward. Partner with us. Help us, God. Help us to think big, to reach higher, to be different this year, to be our best. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.